Hey, bunch of besties. Welcome back to Bunch of Beauties. My name is Sam Prevo, and as always, I'm joined by Jennifer Molia. It's it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday morning, so we're having a little little breakfast moment. None of us are eating breakfast. I just thought that was like a cute little visual. If we were if we were like Sunday morning eating breakfast together, we're having brunch together. Actually, we are. This is brunch of beauties today. Personally. <laughs> Huh, and I am Ariel Melendez. I will have to go to work after this, so this will probably be the best part of my day. Oh, yay. Fun. Aww. Fun times. I, I have to work after this, too, but I work from home, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, And I also apparently maybe going to Five Below to get the Spider-Man Squishmallow. <laughs> um, but it's been a minute since we recorded. Yeah. Because um, we, we had a little, you know, breaky-poo for Thanksgiving um but a lot has happened and we have to talk about the one thing that everyone on earth's been talking about since it happened which is brendan lemieux biting brady kishuk during a fight right um i watched it happen i was working that night um so i saw this whole thing go down um and I still kind of don't believe that it actually happened. Yeah, it's a little surreal, like, thinking about it. Like, wow, this man. I I saw this tweet. It was like, you're laughing. Brady Kachuk got bit in his workplace, and you're laughing. It's so bad, because, like, I I feel like we laugh because it's so absurd, because we can't believe this thing happened. Then you actually stop and think about it, and, like, that's literally what happened. He showed up for work and he got bit. And it was a whole thing because no one like saw it happen. So for people who live under a rock and haven't seen it, um, basically Brady Kachuk and Brendan Lemieux fought. Apparently they have some kind of history based on the quotes after the game, which we will, which we'll get to. Um, but, uh, they had this fight and then they were like on top of each other as you do in a hockey fight. And then like the, they got pulled apart and Kachuk just is screaming <laughs> and he's pointing to his hand and you can read his lips saying, he bit me, he bit me. And his <laughs> hand is like full on bleeding. Yeah. Like full on yeah. bleeding. This man broke broke his like Brady's skin, and yeah. then they're like they like actually reviewed it. Yeah, and like I think he got assessed like a misconduct or something for doing it, and then, and then he had to have an in person hearing, which means the suspension's automatically like at least five games or whatever. Yeah, and he got five games. Yeah, for biting someone for biting. Ah. I just, but I think the quotes really are, are what are are the the piece de resistance in this situation. Yes. So after the game, obviously Brady was not happy with what occurred, right? And, he, and obviously journalists asked him about it. So this is the quote, guys. I know you guys have heard it, but I it still blows my mind every time. Yeah, I read, I read it. This is the one time I'm going to answer this. So he pulled out like the first of all. <laughs> It was the most gutless thing somebody could ever do. This guy, you can ask any one of his teammates. Nobody ever wants to play with him. This guy is a bad guy and a bad teammate. He focuses on himself all the time. The guy's just a joke. He shouldn't be in this league. This guy's gutless. No other team wants him. He's going to keep begging to be in the NHL, but no other team is going to want him. He's an absolute joke. I can't even wrap my head around it. People don't even do this. He's just a bad guy. And then the reporter who was quoting him says, Kachuk didn't stop there either because this kid was on a, on a roll, obviously. It's, out- <laughs> it's outrageous. Kids don't even do that anymore. Babies do that. I, didn't e- I don't even know what he was thinking. He's just a complete brickhead. He's got nothing up there. Bad guy, bad player, but what a joke he is. He's got nothing up there. The brickhead. No thoughts, head empty. <laughs> yeah i mean that that's almost like the interesting part of it is that there seems to be some sort of beef there but also 
if somebody bit me, I too would um be angry. Um, this is I too would call them a brickhead. I mean, yeah, yeah, I I probably would have been a little meaner, but like, it's just it's so absurd to me. Like, you listen to like, um, like the Department of Player Safety video where they talk about the dispe the hmm, the suspension. Can I talk? And it's just like the most monotone voice being like, he bit him. Like it's just like so like like the simulation is glitching like there's really not much like analytically to say about this no this doesn't just... doesn't mean much to the nhl i mean what could we say like will biting continue in the future hopefully freaking not um that would be awful if that became a trend <laughs> it's just it's just absurd that's all there really is to say it, it's absurd it. and so brendan lemieux's dad claude lemieux who's yep. notoriously also a you know a dirty player you know um he they he was also suspended for biting <laughs> when he was a player like father like son baby no literally and like the thing that so this is the thing God. that i noticed about it and i and i haven't seen a lot of people talking about it but maybe just because like it, it might be like beating a dead horse at this point, but I find mm. it fascinating that apparently Brendan Lemieux is like the worst person to ever like live. And Tony D'Angelo is, as we know, Tony D'Angelo, we've, we've exhausted his list of uh, crimes against humanity. Yeah. Um, and yet the Rangers actively traded for both of them. And then once traded for both of them, made both of them the forefront of their marketing campaign yeah they were the face of everything like in all the team videos like when when they scored whenever they did something good like any sort of opportunity to like talk about the team or post about the team they were involved somehow yeah and it turns out that they're two of the worst people in the world ever like I just found it fascinating that, like, this is a well-known thing also because, like, Tony's discipline problems and his issues with, like, slurs and stuff was well-documented before the Rangers traded for him. And apparently, Brendan Lemieux's been hated by everyone. And, oh, this was the other thing about it. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. It's kind of, like, went a little more under the radar. But a guy who was a beat reporter for – or is a beat reporter, I should say – for the Manitoba Moose – um which is the AHL team for the Winnipeg Jets. The this this guy just happened to drop a little anecdote that he saw Brandon Lemieux purposely shoot pucks at people's heads at practice in Manitoba when he was on the moose, and he kicked some guy who worked for the team in the nuts before <laughs> Christmas or whatever. All the hits. But, he, but he just happened to mention this now. And a lot of people were like, well, why didn't, when you saw it happen, why didn't you feel the need to report it as a journalist? Yeah. Like, why is, why are you just coming out with this information now that Brendan Lemieux is like a horrible person? And his, he had a few defenses. One of them was that he was a columnist at the time. Like he was working like, I don't even remember the whole thing, but it was just like, like he wasn't like a full like reporter. He was just a columnist at the time, which like, <laughs> what and then he said like he wanted to get more than one source which i'm sure as all of us are involved in journalism we know that sources are important you need to co yeah. like corroborate your information but when he originally said that like all like that like that this stuff was going on with brendan he said that he saw it <sighs> honey you don't need another source when you saw it yeah if you saw it with your eyes you saw it with your own two eyes you don't need to corroborate that if if the guy that like brendan was shooting pucks at said to you he shoots pucks at me at practice <laughs> then you go around and you ask like oh have you seen brendan do this at practice but you said you saw it <laughs> why on earth do you not feel obligated as a journalist to report that you would think Anyway, but apparently they're, he's one of, like, the most horrible people in the NHL, and everyone hates him, but then Jonathan Quick came to his defense for whatever reason. I don't know. I thought that was strange, that he was, like, fighting for his life to defend him. I was yeah, like... Yeah, I don't get um, it, because, like, yeah, you defend your teammate or whatever, but, like, he particularly, like, went to bat for him, and I don't... 
I don't get that. I don't understand that whole situation. Um, but yeah, it was just a very strange situation and like weird fallout out of it. I don't. It was weird. Yeah, that that's yeah. really the the only way you can sum it up. It was just weird, and like I said, like there's nothing really like analytical to say about it. Just that I hope this doesn't become a thing. Um, which knowing the NHL, I can definitely see it becoming a thing. Um, if there are any NHL players who listen to this podcast, please don't fight anyone. If you were one of, if you're, if one of the six people that we were their number one podcast on Spotify wrapped, uh, if you're an NHL player, hi. <laughs> Hello. Sup, sup. Should we talk about that? That's kind of cool. Like, yeah, we so we got stuff. a, so we got, a, so I got a, like, an email, uh, for like the the Spotify from Spotify for podcasters or whatever. And we got a Spotify wrapped for the podcast, which I thought was super sweet. So it was just it made a, me so a happy. Little, a little like stats about the podcast and how many episodes we did and everything. And one of the things that came out of it was that apparently for six of you, because it said seven, but I, it was my number one podcast on Spotify rap, so I don't count that. <laughs> And no, I'm not that conceited. I scrub through it to make sure that it published the right way. So like, but I don't really listen to like that many other podcasts that often because I don't really have time to. Um, and so I, it said seven. I just take, take me out. So, so for six of you, I, we were your number one podcast this year. So if you, you're that person, hi. Thank, Thank you. you so Hello. much. That means so much to us. Um, yeah, it's super cool that we like started this thing and people actually like it. Um, yeah, it's a it's a very weird thing like that actually being translated into like reality. Like, oh, like people are perceiving us and listening to this. That's so weird. And also <laughs> seeing how many minutes we recorded was weird. We recorded something like over two thousand minutes, and I was like, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah, and like. It was since the cutoff date, so, like, it didn't even count, like, the last couple episodes we did, because it only just had 29 episodes. Right, right. Because um, I think the cutoff okay. date's, like, Halloween or something. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it was just super cool, like, in that, like, you know, people from the U.S. and Canada listened to us, and so it was cool. just, it was super exciting. I, I was so excited when it said that we got a Spotify wrapped. I was like, no way. <laughs> Do we want to say, like, our top artists or our top songs or something? Would that be, like, a fun little... Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if I should talk about my top artist. Uh, That's okay. Um, all time lower, my top artist this year. Uh, it is in shocking no one that it was. I was in like point. I was in like the top point one per oh one percent of their listenership this year. Uh, but other than that, uh, Bearing swept my Spotify rap basically. Uh, they were my number two artist and four out of my five top songs of the year. Well, Taylor Swift was my number one artist. As you may have assumed by the fact that I talked about her for half an hour a couple weeks ago, I was in the top 2% of her listeners, and I listened for over 2,000 minutes. Um, and many of her songs were in my playlist. That's the only exciting one. The rest are, like, my friends' bands and, like, bands I knew I was seeing a lot this year, so I listened to more of them. Um... Also, my top playlist was What Culture Wrestling, which I didn't realize I listened to that much. But <laughs> when, when I'm at college, I like I haven't been watching wrestling that much. So I listen to the little recaps they do. So like, shout out What Culture Wrestling for being my top podcast, question mark. And Bunch of Beauties was my number four podcast. So that's cute for me. Okay. That's really the, the excitement there. The only reason I even know, because I don't use Spotify... Is that someone said Apple does the replay too? Yes, so they I was do. Like, oh, sick. Well, I mean, obviously it's not as like in depth, but like, yes, Taylor Swift is my number one. As I sent in the group chat that day, <laughs> by a landslide, by a lot of minutes. I don't remember how many minutes. And yes, like eight of my top ten songs were Taylor Swift. I'm pretty sure because I literally just play the albums on loop when they come out. This exactly. Straight up, I think Mr. Perfectly Fine was my number one song, which is, like, fair. Which fair. So good. Fair, fair. Very fair. Um, yeah, I guess the only other thing I would want to point out is that, um, I, I mean, I talk about him a lot, but uh, 
YouTube streamer, YouTuber, rapper <laughs> extraordinaire. Corpse was my number five artist of the year, and he was the only song that uh wasn't bearings in my top five. So <laughs> shout out to Corpse. If you want to hear the deepest voice that's ever existed in this pl- on this planet, <laughs> listen to Corpse. Um, Incredible. Yeah, but that was Spotify rap. It was super cool. I loved the uh, musical aura. Uh, that was cool. Thing. Mine was bold and angst, which like, oh. yes. <laughs> Let me see what my mine was like pretty colors. Mine was like blue and pink and purple. Mine was like blue and what orange. Was... I'm like, ew. Ew. My my moods were energy and wistful, which, okay, I am a little energetic. I just like the little colors. It was pretty. Fun times, honestly. I love Spotify rap. The meme that's like me going to someone's wedding and it's like the guy in sweatpants, then it's like me going to Spotify wrapped and it's him in a suit. Like that's me. Like Spotify wrapped is my favorite day of the year every year. I was going through my time hop today and I saw like my Spotify wrap from 2017. Like me and Spotify wrapped are in a committed relationship. I didn't I switch to Spotify very. till after I graduated from college. Um she moved the switch. I was an Apple Music queen. Um she's a recovering Apple Music user. I well here was the thing. I had had so many playlists and like I had all these songs that I had like illegally downloaded and like versions of songs that I illegally downloaded from YouTube that like would not be on Spotify and yeah. I already had like all my playlists made and I was like I was just it was more like a comfort thing than anything else. I yeah. was like because honestly when like because the one thing that I like about Apple Music this is a complete tangent. The one thing about Apple Music that I don't like is and it might have changed is that you can't go to like an artist's page and just put them on shuffle. That's like not good. You Which is like really annoying because if I want to get into a new artist, like I don't like I just want to put them on shuffle and see if I like them. Mm-hmm. Then exactly. I'll like dive into like the discography and like listening to it because I do listen to albums in the in the right in the order that they're supposed to be like that they that it was put in mm-hmm. because yeah. they're put in that order usually for a reason. Exactly. Um, but like to start out, I need to know if I like the vibe or not. So I put them on shuffle. And like Apple Music wouldn't let me do that. So in the past, when I had Apple Music, I had the free Spotify. I would just go to Spotify and put an artist on shuffle and see if I liked them. And then I would go listen to them on Apple Music. There you go. So I just got tired of doing that. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to switch all my playlists over. Fuck it. And <laughs> I spent a day that like it was really slow at work in my downtime. I just transferred all my playlists and exactly. made new ones and here we are that was a fun little story i like that yeah <laughs> um that was my journey that was my musical journey um anyway back like to it. hockey um one jack eichel is back skating he's apparently been skating for two weeks but video footage of it just surfaced um and I wouldn't we wouldn't even talk about it really, but apparently, according to people close to him, he's skating and they expect him to be better than he was before, about thirty quote, thirty to forty percent better than Which, he was how before. Do you gauge that? Yeah. How do you figure out like like I understand being like, Oh, he's gonna be better than before. Like at, they say yeah. that like and that's always said after like players have like major like type surgery it's like oh he's gonna be better than ever but like how do you quantify that like oh by the way he's skating by the way he looks we we think 30 percent better also like i mean i don't think he was fully developed yet as a player anyway so obviously he's gonna get better like he's 24 yeah, years old he's t- like players don't hit their peak till like their mid to late 20s yeah, so it was likely he was part, unless you're like Connor McDavid, but yeah, fair. So like he was gonna get better anyway, but it's just the the thirty to forty percent just like killed me. Like they they watched him skate and they were like, according to my calculations, he's going to be thirty thirty two point five percent better. Like I don't I don't know, and I mean he probably will be better, like you said, but I don't know. I I I feel weird about Jack Eichel. Is anyone yeah. else feeling weird about Jack Eichel? I've always felt weird about Jack Eichel. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he, he does um he he does invoke some strange feelings for one reason or another. I mean, listen, I keep saying it, the general vibe of the Sabres locker room, even though they're still terrible, the general vibe just seems a lot 
more relaxed and a lot happier now that he's gone. For sure. And I mean, you got to imagine that there's got to be like still some internalized pressure from like the Eichel McDavid draft thing. The jack off as Steve Dangle so lovingly called it. Um, which is still funny. Um, like you gotta imagine he like internalized a lot of that from his draft year, and then he was like, I hate using this, but he seemed like a little like prima donna, like he wanted everything he wanted on his team. Um, and then like all the drama of this past year or so with like and again, I hate to call it drama, but like that's really what it was of like No soap operas, just hockey just hockey is he injured is he getting a surgery is he staying on the sabers will they let him get a surgery like i just feel like it's been so much back and forth and then when he finally wasn't on the sabers like i don't know it was so anticlimactic for me like i read about it like i'm, I'm sure like when you guys sent it to me and i was like oh like he's gone it's over like bye yeah <laughs> like i don't i felt relief more than anything because i was just so tired yeah. i was so tired of hearing about it i was so tired of hearing about like how evil the sabers are i was so tired of hearing like how like fucked up the whole situation is like we know it's fucked up like just leave it <laughs> like just just wait till he gets traded like please i'm yeah. tired like i don't i just don't care anymore I, it just got to the point mm -hmm. where i just didn't care anymore i was like because yeah. there was nothing new being added every it was all going in circles about how poorly jack was treated which is fair but he was also using the media for his own gain and he was trying he had been using the media to leverage a trade for years before this like mm -hmm. it, it was just all horrible it's over now like I, I don't know like it's not gonna be over over until he plays the sabers again yeah 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 that's I, a good prediction i still think it was I don't know if funny is the right word, where it was like, oh, Calgary's going to give him Kachuk. And then Vegas is like, bet, here you go. <laughs> like, they definitely the, did that. That was definitely like a media play. I think I talked oh, about yeah, it before. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, as we all know, like, the, NH the NHL insiders, like, yes, they're journalists and they're impartial, but they also know how to, like, maintain their connections and their sources because it's so yeah. hard to, like, break the inner sanctum of the NHL. So Kevin yeah. Weeks isn't dumb. I'm sure the Sabres said to him, yeah. like, put out this story, say, like, this is the package that Cal Calgary offered us. And, like, in the future, any breaking Sabres news, like, you'll get the first, like, scoop. Whoever gave him, yeah. like, like I don't know if it was you. someone from the Sabres or what, but, like, whoever gave him that information, probably, like, it was some sort of, like, back deal. Because, like... Drager does it all the time. Like Darren Drager is basically like agent's mouthpiece sometimes. Like yeah. if you remember the whole Mitch Marner negotiation and everything. Like it just Back in the, the inside it's just how the insiders like in this league work. So I wasn't like mm -hmm. I was like I wanted it to happen just because Makachuk is a saber would be funny. Um <laughs> Yes. But like at the same time, obviously you take that with a grain of salt because like why would they do that? Um this is a perfect segue, actually, because I did see the Buffalo Sabres play hockey in person last night. Um, I went fun. I went to uh, the Sabres Hurricanes game. Um, as we all know, my brand is uh, I'm a Jeff Skinner fan first, a human second. So exactly. uh, I had to see see Jeff. I it's like my only chance to see him uh, now that I don't live in the New York metro area where there's three teams uh, that the Sabres play against there. I have one team. Um. So I took off from work, haha, and went to the game. <laughs> um, and oh. the game, I expected it to be wild, but like it was wild. A lot <laughs> happened. Um, this the Hurricanes won like six to two or something. Um, it was Malcolm Subban's debut as a saber oh. in goal. Oh. I don't know why they did that, like why they threw him to the wolves like that. Uh <laughs> he ended up getting hurt anyway. Um but there were a couple like goal reviews and then mm. this was the scariest part. And I had like I was tweeting about this like I was having a breakdown. Um, <laughs> so Tage Thompson, if you can visualize this with me. Yes. Tage Thompson was like along the sideboards and he turned his back and was trying to get the puck. Like, you know, when they like st like put the puck like up against the boards and they like try to get it out oh, or whatever. Yeah. He yeah. was doing that situation. And Vincent Trocek had, like, already committed to hitting him. Oh. Oh, no. So there was no stopping the momentum, right? So he absolutely rocked Tage Thompson's shit. Like, Tage fell to the ground. I don't know if he was knocked out. He was probably dazed a little bit. 
because he wasn't he didn't get up. So Troach was like still standing like near him or like over him. And there was one other player near him. And I guess Jeff Skinner took took offense to what had just occurred. He just beelines for this for this pile and launches himself on top of Vincent Trocek. Yes. Like literally threw himself on top of this man and tried to fight him. Oh my God. So then this whole fight breaks out. And then Brady Shea comes over and grabs Jeff Skinner in a literal chokehold, like a headlock. And this was down at, so I sit, my season ticket for the Hurricanes is, it was on the end that I sit at. So this was occurring, Scary. like I sit nine rows off the ice. This is occurring like in front of my face. Oh my my God. two favorite, my, my favorite Hurricane putting my favorite player in a headlock. I just saw it. Scary. Like it was a Terrifying. literal. I had a lit. I, I, so I took my be- one of my best friends with me to the game, and we had never been to a game together, even though we've known each other since we were twelve. And it was like her second NHL game ever, and I'm sitting there screaming at the top of my lungs, like at the actual top of my lungs, screaming. And she's just sitting next to me, laughing. I'm like, this is not funny. I'm having like an actual breakdown right now. Oh, I just looked it up too. <laughs> Did you look it up? Did you see it? Yeah, just the way he flies in. He literally just went like yeet and like yeeted himself like on top of his Trocek. Like, Jen, if you can find it, please look it up because it was like... I will. It's, it's it was, like if you literally just search on Twitter Jeff Skitter, it's one of the first like gifts that yeah, comes up. Yeah, I'm okay, not surprised I'm because it, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? And like... The beautiful game. People, so I thought that he was like... I thought we like... Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so funny though <laughs> now imagine imagine me sitting like it was I, I was on the opposite side of the ice but that's the end of the ice that i sit in imagine me seeing that i'm nine like i i'm literally like feet away from this happening imagine yeah really i would i had a breakdown it was crazy Jeez. yeah but i it's a beautiful game i thought generally the vibe between like Jeff Skinner and Hurricanes fans was like chill. I didn't realize that people I didn't realize that people still really fucking hate him. Oh. And like I'm so like the like the section I sat in like every time he got off the ice cuz like we're by the visitors tunnel. Every time he got off the ice people were like Skinner you suck like all this stuff like someone was like Jeff Skinner like my your uh, I'm your mom's favorite hockey player or whatever. I was like what the fuck? I was like why do y'all hate him? Like he's just trying to like live his life. Like his when he got traded like everyone knew it was going to happen. Like the new yeah. the new ownership cleaned house and they didn't want to pay him and they didn't particularly care for him anymore. So like why are you hating him? I don't know. Maybe I'm just defensive because I love him. But like, <laughs> it was just, it seemed excessive to be like, still mad. Huh? When like, yeah. tons of people were still wearing their Skinner jerseys all over the arena. I'm like, y'all need to chill. Yeah, really. I like, I always thought that was strange. Like, obviously you're allowed to like, not like a player when they get traded. But it almost reminds me of like, I want to say 2019, like when Ryan McDonough got traded from the Rangers and like the lightning played the rangers i literally remember it was like february 2019 i wore my silly little rangers ryan mcdonough jersey that's so tiny um because i was a child um and i remember like even during like warm-ups like the lineups like everything they were like booing him and i was like what did ryan mcdonough do to you yeah i don't get it like certain situations like do i think the islanders go overboard with the john Tavares thing absolutely do I think they yeah. have a right to be a little angry? Sure. Like, of course. those situations are different. Like, even, like, Artemi Panarin leaving Columbus. Like, if Columbus wants to be mad at him because he literally never gave paid them any, like, thought of staying there, sure. Understandable. But guys that are, like, the victim of, like, a regime change or, mm-hmm. like, it just doesn't work out. Like, they want a certain contract that they deserve and the, the team doesn't want to pay them so they trade them. Like, how is that their fault? Yeah, I I never understood that. Like, like, and I I've done my fair share of being mad at players. Like, I did indeed have a Ryan Callahan uh, Rangers jersey 
I did indeed love him. I I was indeed upset. Um, upset doesn't even cover it. But like, I don't know. I I just like I feel like not to therapize on bunch of beauty today. Brunch of beauty, sorry. Um, <laughs> not to therapize, but I feel like you just have to get to a place where you have to be like, this is a silly little game I watch on my TV, and Ryan Callahan's just not a ranger. It's also it's a okay. it's a business. <laughs> like if a player, yeah, if a player yeah. knows like. What person on earth, if they know that another team is going to pay them $7 million when their team they're currently on won't pay them that, what human in their right mind would say, I, but, I'm, but I want to stay where I am and take millions Who's going to say no to free money? <laughs> like, who's going to say no to like... millions of dollars? Like, you're, exactly. you're insane if you think you're going to say no to millions of dollars. Like, yes, it's more money than we could ever comprehend and they're richer than we'll ever know. But at the same time, like... That's their life and their family that they're thinking about. And like, they're going to want to make the most money that they can. So like, they can like, I mean, this is a horrible example, but look at like Evander Kane. Like he blew all his, all his money. Like it doesn't have to be through gambling. Like you could still lose all your money. Yeah. Like you can invest yeah. poorly. You can do all these things that like fuck it up. So like, you just want to do what's best and make the most that you can before you retire. Like, we consider like 30 like 30s old in hockey world but then you have like your ent- literal entire life ahead of you and that money has to last you your entire life i don't know yeah like yeah. <laughs> anyway but yeah so that was just like it was weird because i had never seen like i've been to so many arenas like to see jeff skinner play as like the away player but i had never seen him play mm-hmm. like in carolina like a place he used to play so i yeah. And like when he had his little tribute video, like his first game back in Carolina, like he got like a standing ovation and stuff. So like I thought I thought we were all like cool. But we're not. <laughs> but we're apparently not cool. just um, kidding. The one thing I did see though that like I was like, so there's tons of people from Buffalo that live down here. So like it was pretty packed with Sabres fans. Um, but we were driving out of the parking lot. Someone already has an Alex Tuck buffalo sabers jersey um mans has not stepped foot on the ice as a buffalo saber and this man who was walking i don't know who you are but this man who was walking in this carolina hurricanes pnc arena parking lot had an adidas alex tuck buffalo sabers jersey that's that's an investment for sure it was it was strange but that was all I needed to say about the game. Yeah. I just thought it was absolutely wild. I thought it was going to be a shit show just after like the the Hurricanes' last two games, but it was just yeah. That fight was an adventure, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I think I got my money's worth. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but that's all I have to say about that. Anything else going on in the hockey world that we would like to talk about? Um. I, I think I can do a little we'll PHF moment if we want. Well, well, I'll say right, we'll real quick, just because it's semi-related yeah. to like Eichel and everything. If we no, want to go, go but it. it's not, but it's not like about Eichel. Go for it, Queen. I'm assuming you guys saw that Tyler Johnson got the same exact surgery. Yes, like he did. Two seconds flat. Yeah. So like, and the fact that it was the Hawks, but that's a whole other. Well, I was sorry, but I, Tyler Johnson, like, isn't he close to like? done anyway i don't even know that's what i was thinking like, i don't even know like it doesn't like affect the blackhawks as much that tyler johnson yeah like, messed up for the rest of it like for the rest of his career after having this surgery like yeah, it, i just it's not as big of a yeah. risk like yeah that, true like that's what people i mean like i've gone on this tangent so many times but that's what people don't understand about why the sabers were so apprehensive about doing this whole thing like it's as it's a business. It's asset management. Jack Eichel was their most valuable asset. So if you ruin your most valuable asset, you're completely fucked. And they're cheap enough to start with. Like yeah. Tyler Johnson, like <laughs> at this point in the Blackhawks like rebuild or whatever, let's say, okay, they traded for him. Let's say this surgery messes him up forever and he has to go on long-term IR forever. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Then the cat then then the Blackhawks can either trade the contract or use it as like a way to stay cap compliant when like they ultimately do- go to full blown rebuild mode. Like, yeah, it doesn't affect them as much. 
I just thought it, yeah. yeah, I just thought it was interesting. No, it's fascinating, but like, I just, I think people were like blowing it way out of proportion to just yeah. keep villainizing the sabers over it. And I'm like, listen, yeah. like, different like, circumstance. Look, yeah, it's just, I don't know, people just like, like I keep saying, people just like, for some reason are dying on like the Jack Eichel's never done anything wrong in his life hill yeah i don't get it like he's not the man to defend guys he's not the man to defend he's not the one he really isn't like trust me he's not the one um but yeah i forgot about that that he also had had that surgery um oh i do want to i i found this fascinating also like i so i like troll the like nhl stats page (laughs) because like for work to find anything fascinating or just like keep like you know tabs on what's going on goaltending this year has been out of control like the top save percentages in the league it it was now it's like a little bit lower but it's still around 930 and higher the top 10 save percentages in the nhl yeah it's insane like that's like actually like mind-boggling. Like Jake Ottinger has a 951 save percentage right now. Yeah. Like I just I just wanted like I just feel like it's been a year. It's like the year of the goalie, I feel like. It seems that way, honestly. It honestly does seem that way. It really does. Like, I mean, Jack Campbell and Joseph Wool both are like the second and third. And like then you have Markstrom, obviously, and Igor, who thankfully isn't as hurt as we thought he was going to be and like James Reimer is still up there Freddie Anderson still up there like it's I don't know I just I just thought it was fascinating because like I feel like usually in the top 10 save percentages you reach like eventually like 918 915 whatever it just now went below 930 and it's not even that much below Freddie Anderson is at 10th in the league is at 928 yeah that's great that's crazy it's crazy. It's like a cool thing to see too, because I I don't know. I wouldn't say that goalies are necessarily underappreciated or underrated, but like I don't know. I feel like they don't always get like the hype or the love, and now they like kind of are so like yeah. fun because they're like all playing out of their minds this year. Yeah, I feel like every once in a while you get like the one goalie, like the Rangers had Hank. Now they have Igor, like Vasilevsky. Like there are certain goalies that like become like this the forefront of like a franchise but it doesn't happen all the time when sometimes it might be warranted and yeah and then like that's not even to mention goalies like john gibson who like he's not on this list like there's a couple others that i like i'm losing like my like brain but (laughs) john gibson's the first one that came to mind because he's always insane um but yeah i just wanted to i just wanted to quickly mention that because i thought it was crazy it was something that uh I found while perusing the stats pages. <laughs> no, yeah, that's so cool. But Jen, did Goalies. you want to have a PHF moment? Is there anything going on? I can have a little PHF moment um, just because the season is moving along and things are pretty much going as we expected in terms of standings. Um, the Boston Pride are still on top, which I'm not really shocked by. Um, I know we said last time, like, oh, like, are they going to be able to hold on to it? Which they have been. Um, they are number one with uh, their 5-2-0. and um, The Toronto Six are number two. They're 3-0-1. Oh, then we have the Whale, who are 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. The Riveters are 2-1-1. One, and one. The Whitecaps are 1-3-1. And, and then the Buttes at the bottom, who are 1-2-0. and oh. So I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that a lot of them have played wildly different numbers of games. Yeah. Like the Pride yeah. and the Whale have both played seven each. Um, the Six and the Riveters have played four each. The Whitecaps have played five and the Buttes have only played three. So obviously, if you haven't played a lot of games and you've kind of sucked for your games, <laughs> like that's going to affect you. Um, but I mean, things are kind of going how I expected. I'm pleasantly surprised with the Whale. Um, not that I thought they would be bad, but them being in third is pretty cool. And I'm a little, yeah, I'm, I'm a little shocked that the Whitecaps and the Buttes are towards the bottom. But again, it's, it's weird when you have six teams because like you lose one game and like you're all the way at the bottom of the standings. Yeah. So like, um, but yeah, that's just a little update. Um, 
Michaela Grant-Mentis is incredible. Emma Woods is incredible. Um, Christina Patini is incredible. Um, those are my little updates for the week, I think. It's just, I don't know. I We obviously have our gripes at the PHF, and we've talked about them quite a bit. But, I mean, I, I will always be happy hoppy i will always be happy to see women's hockey happening in some way shape or form and really just getting to see these players shine on like a bigger stage this year correct it's been awesome yeah um also the riveters have been killing it with their game day fits yes that's been so cool that's like i see that like every week i'm like hell yeah okay um <laughs> but yeah definitely love to see the phf just like it's so nice not to like see them in news for something bad they're just having their season <laughs> and it's going well yeah and thank god yeah uh, also happy f- i'm very happy for the whale i i think i mentioned this last time but um i have like a we- i have a weird special attachment to the whale because i went to school in connecticut like during the time that the the phf started and some some women from quinnipiac they tend to sign with the whale because they already live in connecticut so i've i've always paid paid extra attention to and like felt kind of attached to the whale because and I ran their social media for a summer. So love that for them. Yeah. Um, no, it's it makes me happy to see the whale. We all have things to do. So we're trying to keep this a little quick <laughs> this week. Um, I do want to bring this up because we did talk about when I surprised you all with Chris Pratt playing Mario in the Mario movie. <laughs> the Chris Prattification of the world is continuing, apparently. I don't know if this is true. But on Twitter, I saw an article... And I sent it to this to our group chat that says Chris Pratt is going to voice the Grinch in, a, I guess, another new Grinch because Which, doing the one with Benedict Cumberbatch two years ago wasn't enough, I guess. I was about to say, how many times are we going to remake the Grinch? I just I only like, watched the, the original one, like not even the Jim Carrey one, like the original, original one. I only watched that one. I'm the same way. I didn't bother with the new one. The Jim Carrey one scared me as a kid and I just never revisited um and i just like the grinch is supposed to be scary right how is chris pratt's like parks and rec like white man voice gonna be like scary as the grinch like i don't get it i i want to talk to the casting again like i feel like it's the same thing with mario like mario's supposed to have like this like cheeky like italian accent and like like what is like is chris pratt just gonna speak normal like it's a me like chris pratt chris pratt (laughs) like what's he gonna do as the grinch like oh bah humbug i hate christmas like it's gonna like suck i don't know well yeah i I have good news for you it's fake it's fake (gasps) thank god literally the article is titled chris pratt casting announcement prank leads you to another nsfw picture thank god (laughs) it essentially leads you to the picture to a picture of thank god it it is tidy whitey Thank God. Because I Googled I, it. I did say I wasn't sure if it was real. However, yeah, if it no, was real, not. end me. I'm so no, happy. Guys, he just needs to stop. Like, I like. listen, he's a fine Star Lord. I love Parks and Rec. Like, but I, we're done now. Like, it's enough. There are other, we get it. There are other men. There are other actors. There are other men. Yeah. Some Somebody tweeted that every Chris Press chris pratt casting announcement is like seeing a new covid variant pop up it really is like i just thought that was funny i can't guys um oh i saw eternals and i also saw eternals i was very confused the whole time really (laughs) well are you like i think it's because i'm just not good at like following like Marvel movies I'm usually pretty good with but I'm just not good at following it when I don't know everything about yeah. it and like I went into this one like kind of blind and I didn't know what was happening but the post credit scene made me happy so I was okay I I had two thoughts the whole movie Druid right. and Eros that is all thank you that was that was my thought the entire movie we talked about that in my common 20 class too because there was like a same-sex couple in it and apparently like some countries didn't want eternals because yeah, of it. Yeah, so like, one of the so this I mean I, was like, I don't think this is like spoilery especially <laughs> since the movie already came out yeah. but like it's been out a while but yeah. um so like the eternals are these like basically aliens they're these like beings that were created to like help save humans from these things called deviants and they're immortal and blah 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 and so one of the 
Eternals, they are all living like separate lives on Earth now, but then they all have to come together. Um, and so one of them is living in Chicago and he's married to a man and has a son. And, and, and people, I, I had, guess people had issues with it. I thought it was really sweet. <laughs> um, it also makes sense because the Eternals are like robot beings. There's no way they could like have a head. Like if they were in a heterosexual marriage and had a kid, like I don't know how they would have children. Y'all feel me? <laughs> anyway, I thought it was great. Anyway, I love Richard Madden. Yeah. I love Kit Harrington. Oh, to be Gemma Chan in a love triangle with Richard Madden and Kit Harrington. So true. Um, so true. But it's gonna, it's it's good. It, it just sets the stage for a lot of like the next things that are happening. But yeah, what I'm more, ex- I'm excited for the the new. Spy- I was just going to say, I I yeah. I am seeing Spider Man not when it comes out because I am busy the night that it comes out, but um, the following week I'm going with uh my dad and some family friends. Be so um, they're gonna see me have a breakdown because I'm not ready for this movie at all whatsoever. Um, and speaking of that, I actually am trying. I'm going to try to find this Spider-Man Squishmallow because I keep hearing about it, and apparently they're at Five Below. So I'm gonna call my local Five Below and see if I can get one. Absolutely, I am rooting for you. Please update us. I- I'll post a picture <laughs> on a bunch of beauties Twitter of me. With yes, my, please. With my Spider-Man. I would love that. Yep, I actually got um po- new pop figures. You and uh they keep pushing the release date back, but it's I got a Spider-Man one and a Captain America one and it's them but in gingerbread cookie form. Wait, that's so cute. Very cute. They were like 8 bucks at Target to pre-order, so. Yeah, that's about the normal. Good day. Cuz we always have people coming in for pops. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a big thing like collecting them and stuff. I just want all the Spider-Mans. All right, y'all. Yeah. Anything else before we uh, wrap it up here? Just one simple sentence that I feel like encapsulates. The Flyers are bad and should feel bad. Uh, Understandable. Yeah, they're they're going through it right now, huh? They're bad and they should feel bad. And I'm going tomorrow, literally, for Obe Kubel and Obe Kubel. I watched uh, their game against the Rangers, and it was. Um, it was bad. I mean, I Igor did. I did. <laughs> Igor Igor did use Jacob Truba's stick for part of the Flyers' power play, and they still yes, didn't score, but the so. Flyers' power play is also bad and should also feel bad. I mean, so should the Hurricanes. Their power play has gone severely downhill, but that's what happens when you don't resign Dougie Hamilton and Tony D'Angelo has COVID. Um, but. Joel Farabee is out for a couple weeks too, which is also Ooh. Yeah. This man's just lost an edge and just his shoulder said hello to the boards. Oh <laughs> sad. Like he came Uh-oh. back out for his next shift and we're like, bro, you can't move your arm. Bruh. What are you doing? And that reminded me that Emma that um Emma she doesn't have um a visitor's tunnel. Mm, I and yeah. I forgot I forgot they were one of those arenas. So when he like went out the side, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. He has to wait for a stoppage to leave." Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he'll be out for a couple weeks, and he's just getting hot again. So it's just it's all sad, very sad. Yeah, yeah, it's sad. You hate to see it. You really do. You, you really do. um, the Leafs are insane. That'll be my last note. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> lol at the fan that threw a Leafs jersey on the ice at the beginning of the season, like. I well, forget that really. even is a thing. Yep. Someone threw a Canucks jersey on the ice last night or two I nights mean, ago. But that's more understandable. Also bad. They well, should Luke feel bad. A, Luke scored a goal the other day, so I was happy. Well, that's good. At least a someone goal on that, the Canucks is scoring A goal that that man should, like... I saw my friend sent that to me, or, like, oh my god, he scored. I'm like, he would. And I watched the goal, and I was like, who does this man think he is going, like, bar down like he it was a like pass from, it was straight it was a pass from Hughes which like Hughes passed the puck like he like it was on fire Interesting. and then Luke came like up the side <gasps> I'm telling you vintage Luke Hughes I mean Luke Shed and went like literally bar down on the goalie and I'm like who are you um oh this is the last last thing yes. Austin Matthews shaved his mustache god bless 
good. We need to acknowledge mm-hmm. it because thank God. God bless that so many shaved. I just, I'm so happy. I've never been happier that a man is shaved, to be 100% honest with you. Honestly, Carter Hart, too. Dude, that was not Because, good. listen, like, <laughs> yes, Austin Matthews, his hairline's a little unfortunate. But he's not ugly. And yeah. you guys pause. Anyway. I, I, I to differ. Well, I won't say ugly. I'm just not like. No, I don't think he's ugly. He's not the most attractive human being. But he's, but like, I just <laughs> like the. I feel like the mustache just made it worse. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, no, like, I agree. If you listen, if you're not like Brady Shay and you're not like a model and you're not like, you know, Prince Eric Fair. in real life, like Fair. you have to take measures to make sure that you <laughs> that you don't like put yourself in a worse situation. And Austin Matthews willingly wore that mustache for a very yeah. long time, too long. And now that he doesn't have it, he looks normal again. And he looks decent. (laughs) Okay, Sam. Decent. It was was the whole, and you guys paused. Well, because I said he's like, he's not bad looking. And you guys were like, oh, you you think he's attractive? I'm like, well, okay. I'll see myself out then. That's perfect to end with, honestly. I mean, he's not like, I mean, listen. Listen. There's an ass for every seat, as people say. Live your life. So for those of you out there who find Austin Matthews beautiful, that's great for you. Here's to you. <laughs> this one's for you. Um. Anyway, great. We love that his mustache is gone and that he's playing hockey well. Um, exactly. Anyway, thank- that's, our- that's our show. That's us. That's our ramblings. That's our yeah. chaos. Thank you all for listening. Um, if you enjoyed, there's... 32 other episodes you can listen to if this is your first time here if it's not Yay. your first time here if it's your 33rd time here thank you for listening still again if you're one of those six people we're your number one podcast thank you so much Woo. thank you for po- <laughs> putting up with our chaos um and if you really like us you can follow us on twitter at beauties pod yeah and that's about it i we hope you guys have a fabulous week and we'll see you guys next week Bye. Bye. Bye.